Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Slash Filmcast After Dark, the after show where we talk about a variety of random topics that didn't make it into the show. This After Dark, we're going to talk about New Mutants, or The New Mutants, I believe is the name of the film. Yeah. Before we get to that, though, we're going we're to pull back the curtain a little bit on the Slash Filmcast. Pull and, back, dude. Uh, and talk about something else before we get to The New Mutants, which is just, Jeff, you brought up the idea that we would talk about, we, we maybe would have a special like 600th episode, because... We're on episode 595 right now of the main podcast. TikTok, and, TikTok. And in Jan- on like January, we're going to have the top 10, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, mm-hmm. the episode 600. And you said, hey, maybe we should do something special. I personally, you know, don't have much energy to do something special for the 600th episode. Uh, it's going to coincide probably with our top 10 movies of, of 2020 episode, which I mm-hmm. think is fine. The question for me is, should we do a top ten of twenty twenty episode? Because it's <laughs> because such a of movies. Well, it's not we that there's not a movies. It's just such a weird and because the yeah. thing is, like, I, I'm getting some Why screeners not? right now, mm-hmm. but it's like most of the time, you know, ninety nine percent of the or ninety percent of the movies in our top ten you can actually watch. Sure. Um, and th- that might not be true for my list this year. Mm. Um, there might be some movies that like have only been in film festivals or that I only get via screener form. Well, why don't and, you just not put those movies on your list? Yeah, I mean, I'm and, totally and fine what, doing Jeff? the top ten. Sonic the Hedgehog, like, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, that's my yes. one through nine, and then <laughs> number ten is New Mutants. It's a weird, <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird year. But anyway, uh, I, I didn't know if you had anything specific in mind, Jeff, like because you, you texted us, you were like, "Hey, maybe we should do something special," and I'm like, "What? Like when when you think of something special or something cool, like is there anything specifically that comes to mind?" I'm just curious. No, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't we have just, any good ideas. It feels like we just did the 500th episode, even though that was two years ago. Yeah, um, but we didn't but, do anything for 500. Yeah, we did, dude. We did a whole freaking thing, man. We did? We did top 10. Okay, now we're definitely not doing something for 600. You don't even remember what we did, dude. We had like voicemails people emailed in. Oh, yeah. We did our like top five movies since the podcast came out, shared our oh, favorite yeah. moments. Je- okay, Jeff, we're definitely not doing anything now. Just because you said that, okay? Just add a so, yeah. Okay. You know, you know what's really funny? The funniest part about this? What? <laughs> and I'm not, I'm I'm not exaggerating. I sent that text because I remembered us not doing anything for 500. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, well, we should do something for 600 because we didn't do anything for 500. <laughs> Wow. Okay. I mean, basically, I put a lot of work into that 500th episode. No, um, no, no. I'm sure everyone appreciated it. I, oh, I, yeah. I, no, that's that's great, Jeff. Um, thanks. thanks are, are, so what, are you calling out for ideas now, Dave, about what we no, should I'm do not, for I'm, No, I'm specifically not because Jeff I didn't even just remember the 500th episode. We're not yeah, even Jeff doing a 600 it. episode. We're just going to go from 599 to 601. That's that's yeah. how mad we'll, we'll, Dave we'll is We'll go now. Like from Windows 8 to Windows 10. It's going to be... <laughs> no, we can do a 600. It's just going to be another episode. It's fine. Why do we need to do a special thing every 50 things, you know, every, every 100 things, Jeff? It doesn't make any sense. So completely arbitrary. Uh, I'm completely glad. I, arbitrary. I mean, I'm glad I don't, all I'm not married to yeah. you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jeff, the feelings mutual. <laughs> all right. Well, anyway, now that we've got that out of so at this point, so, our tentative tentative plan right now for 600th episode is just do the top ten of yeah. uh, of twenty. I mean, but it'll probably out, be a different kind of top ten. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think we I mean, should do that. I mean, if that's the question is whether we do a top 10 for 2020, yeah, I think the answer is yes. Yeah. yeah. 
There are movies. We saw. Yeah, them. we watched movies. We did shows about movies. I, I recall there. There's a whole podcast about them. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. They weren't right. the movies we wanted to talk about, but they're yeah. still movies. So true. So true. Speaking of movies we don't want to talk about, but are still movies, the New Mutants. <laughs> the, word, the New the Mutants best, is the best segue it, we've ever done, by the way. The New Mutants is an X Men film that came out that was supposed to come out in April of 2018. Uh-huh. Wow. And it was delayed multiple times for various different reasons. Like it, it was supposed to come out the same weekend, and then de- there was one weekend, and then like Deadpool moved to that week, so it had to move. And then uh, Disney bought Fox, and then so it had to move again. And then coronavirus happened, so it had to move again. And it moved so many times that people started speculating whether or not this movie actually existed. Maybe it was yeah, an elaborate yeah. money laundering scheme. You know, maybe... <laughs> they were just waiting for Anya Taylor-Joy to get hot from Queen's Gambit to co- to <laughs> release it. Yes. Uh, I think you meant career-wise hot in, in that case, right? And so, yeah, yes, yes, yeah right. um, maybe uh, maybe it was an elaborate marketing exercise. Like, can we get people interested in a movie that doesn't really exist? Um, <laughs> the, the movie has been embroiled in a couple controversies. Uh, one yep. of the characters, uh, played by Henry Zaga... Originally in the uh, comic book, uh, Sunspot. was yeah. Uh, su- yeah, Sunspot was a was a black character who had to like battle against racism, and that was completely that was kind of like whitewashed, quote unquote, for the film. Uh, the director said, "You should go see this movie in a movie theater at a time when coronavirus was tearing through the country." Yeah. Um, and but, so by the way, like, in in casting that in casting Henry Zaga too, the director Josh Boone was like. Um, he didn't even care about the racism. Yeah, he's like, yeah, the racism yeah. didn't interest me, which is, yeah. you know, it's his prerogative, but at the same time, it's our prerogative to say um, like he didn't make a good choice. Because yeah. um, they replaced it with such an interesting backstory instead well, of that. Well, that's the right? problem is that, it, I mean, it's... The, the, the character is just dumb. It's not even... Yeah, a, it's not yeah. even... There's nothing to there's it. Nothing there. like, there's nothing there. There's nothing there, right? Yeah. And so... Um, so anyway, there's been some controversies between the pushing the movie back and the um, and the movie coming out in theaters. This is one of those movies that, like, uh, I guess studios said, "Hey, this is not high stakes enough that we want to actually uh, save it until COVID isn't a thing." Right. But it's it's high stakes enough that we think it might drive some people to the theater, and I guess that was the reason why it was released. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's had a rocky road. To, to the theater, right? And and finally, to video on demand to our homes. And we should say, we're probably just going to spoil this thing from the top. So if you care about that kind of stuff, uh, don't listen yeah. to what is about Maybe to come. Maybe don't see this movie, or at yeah. least wait until it's uh, cheaply available to you. Cheaply available, streaming on Disney Plus or Hulu yeah, or whatever. Yeah, or something. Okay, so so after all that, you know, a lot of, lot of bad press around the movie. My question for you, Devendra did the new mutants deserve all that bad press or is it actually a pleasant surprise? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if anything ever deserves bad press, but this is not, it's not a terrible movie, but it is immensely boring. And that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of like a shame because I like this cast. I love Maisie Williams. I love Anya Taylor joy. I love Alicia Braga. Um, like these are, you know, actors that I always will check out whatever they're in. I am an X-Men fan, like despite us being very uh, Avengers heavy, you know, for the past uh, over the past decade, I guess. Um, X-Men is what has always been. It was the first comic series I truly loved. It was the one I grew up with. I know those characters. I don't really know these new mutants characters much, but I've always appreciated things being connected 
to the X-Men universe. And even then, like this movie doesn't really do much with all of that. Um, in many ways, it feels like a return to a bit of X1 and X2 of the very uh, kind of internal movies, a uh, quieter superhero movie that's really p- focusing on personal conflicts, which I'm fine with. I think X1, you know, that the action in that movie doesn't look good. The set pieces don't look good anymore. But I think the drama between the characters feels legitimate. You know, these characters who are out of place and, you know, outcasts of society. So that always well, felt the real with, to me. Well, the thing with yeah. X1, obviously, you, you're talking about the first X-Men film directed yes. by Brian Singer. yes is you have Hugh Jackman, who wasn't well-known yes. at that point. Yep. And this was... Wasn't, wasn't known at all. He was a non this was like the yeah. This was the role that would define his career, right? Yep. And he was just so charismatic in that film, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this, it, he held the entire film together, and he was the emotional core of X-Men 1. Mm-hmm. And you just don't have that. Like, these, these actors are all talented, mm-hmm. but n- none of them, and especially the protagonist, is not... A like enough to really make you engage with this movie on a deep emotional yeah, level, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I, I think um, it's, I think the problems are worse than that. I mean, I think it is. What do any of these characters want? Mm-hmm. Like fundamentally, what do they what are they out? trying to yeah. do? They're, there's they're in this place. I mean, you said we're spoiling everything from the top. So yeah, I, yeah. I, let's spoil. I, I think that. <laughs> Ultimately, you find out that this the teacher lady is trying to turn them into killers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. the same wh- killers from the the movie Logan, by the way, that the footage I believe is from right, Logan, right? Mm-hmm. So why do we not have any type of training them to be killers stuff? You know, right? There's no, there's nothing. Well, I think be, she's assessing their potential to be, oh, to be murderers. Oh, only the yeah, boring yeah. parts then. We're just, yeah. We'd include the boring parts. <laughs> she's doing the research, you know? So yeah, she's, the, she's doing the research. The idea here is you, you could have had a movie about a, a team of young wannabe X-Men that find out they're not being trained to be X-Men. Yeah. They're yeah. being trained yes. to be killers. Correct. Right? an alias. But instead correct. what you yeah. have yeah. is a movie where we're in therapy <laughs> to be X-Men. Yep, and we find out yeah. we're in therapy to become killers. Like th- that's literally the movie. The movie is like kids hanging out in a therapy ward. It's very Breakfast Club at times. Yeah, yeah, but but <laughs> there's just nothing. None of them want to leave. None of them want anything. There's nothing that anybody mm-hmm. wants. Mm-hmm. There's no antagonist until the third act, when obviously it must be the the lady because she's been acting shifty and there's literally no one else in the plot. Like, well also all the, I, I kind of like the idea of all the spooky things happening are kind of rooted in the main character, but yeah, it doesn't really do much with that. It is funny how this movie was being sold as like, what if uh, we did an X-Men horror movie? Right. Right. That's interesting. Nothing about this feels like a horror movie. It's just, no, kind of, it's really, not a horror I, movie. I, yeah. I actually liked some of the horror elements. So I'll say I was mixed yeah. on this film. I didn't hate it. I thought yeah. I would. I, I also didn't hate it. I, I yeah, agree with Devendra it. that it's it's worse than hating it. It's just a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. it's it's a complete. It's bland. It's not bad. It's bland, and that's I, I think worse. I I like the concept, right? Which yeah. is that hey, these kids are kind of discovering their own powers. They have some teen drama, and uh, they are kind of encountering these horrific things. It's kind of a slow burn mm-hmm. psychological horror film. Uh, horror thriller, whatever you want to call it, uh, but there's some there's some really severe problems with the execution, right? One of them I already mentioned is just I think the protagonist 
is just not interesting enough to, to tie the whole film together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the side characters are way more interesting, right? It's yeah, just I'm, yeah. I'm more interested in learning about what they're going through, what their story is, than the protagonist. Uh, another thing is just the way the movie is designed, like from a production design standpoint, is weird. Because you have this massive school and like, or this massive facility, hospital, yeah. hospital whatever the hell, and there's like five kids in it and one employee. And it's just yeah. like, <laughs> why? You would never design it this way if you were actually doing it, right? And I, they probably chose this location because they liked the feel of it, but mm-hmm. it makes absolutely no sense. Or have it at this location, but have like way more people there, right? Like have mm-hmm. have it plausibly look like a facility yeah. where like there would actually be a number of This was uh, Medfield State Hospital, by the way, which they use for Shutter Island. So like this is a thing that has been creepy in other movies. Mm. Yeah. Yes. And it just is like, it feels so empty and as a result, not dynamic and boring. Uh, and so I just think that just 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 in executing the film, having this huge cavernous space, I'm not thinking, oh, it's so scary that they're in this cavernous space. I'm thinking to myself, why are they in this cavernous space? Like, it makes no <laughs> yeah. sense at all, you know? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I agree. I, I, you keep waiting for there to be something else about this place. And I just I do not understand why there's no, like cool danger room training sequence. There's no them trying to master their powers. Literally all we get is breathe and say control over and over. Let's just chill. Like, yeah. Let's chill with some mutants. Yeah. It's the we- it's the weirdest decision. It just steals any kind of interesting stuff. And I get it. Okay, we're going to do X-Men. We're going to do it as a horror movie instead of an action movie. Mm-hmm. So we don't do action-y cool stuff. But it's like there's not really any horror stuff in it either. Uh, well, I thought some of the the cool horror moments, the kind of jump scare thingies, are kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the the dudes with the smiley faces on them. I thought that was like, huh, that's kind of a unique design. I haven't seen. Are we to like believe that. that those are the actual dudes that messed with her as a like? Are no, they coming out I of think her? It's like a projection. It's like a psychological projection, is my sense. Yeah. Of, yeah. Also, are we to believe that she the our main character killed her own dad? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because yeah. she doesn't really reckon with that at no. any point. No. It sounds like, yeah, good which, drama. Which, by yeah. the way, I think, like, we all... That's another problem with the movie is, like, I think we all, as the audience, figured out probably within three minutes that that oh, was yeah. what happened, right? No, totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously. And it takes her the whole movie to figure it out, and that's just kind of a, a rough spot to be in when the audience knows what the main character spends the entire film figuring out. Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, you guys mentioned Sunspot being problematic. Uh, Sunspot was always one of my favorite X-Men mm-hmm. characters in the mm-hmm. comics. I loved Sunspot. Primarily because it, when I was a kid, the look of Sunspot, like that, is great. When design. he when yeah, he Sunspotted yeah. up, and there was like these black dots all around him of various shapes and sizes, and he was completely, you know, completely black from head to toe. That look was so iconic for me, and they just whiff on it completely in this movie. It is, yeah. it could have been really awesome visually, and they just go with this generic like Human Torch thing, mm-hmm. and it's so, mm-hmm. so disappointing. I think they yeah, actually got. Ilana Rasputin, yes, uh, very. She looks cool, like that arm and the sword. I think that all visually is kind of neat. I think the the rain character, Amizi Williams' character, is terrible. Like she's she's a wolf. It's a bad werewolf movie uh, that yeah. they're doing. Um, and then Cannonball yeah. is a, is completely wasted in this movie too. So <laughs> is that the that's the guy who can fly and go real fast, right? Yeah, like like he's fast. <laughs> but as he a can't cannonball. stop himself. The worst, the worst power. 
Just like yeah. I can go in one direction until I hit something. Yeah. We sh- we should also point out that the there was some amount of controversy with the Anya Taylor Joy character mm-hmm. uh, spouting off like racist lines against uh, the protagonist. Sure. And uh, you know, on the one hand, it, it, she's not a, she's not the hero, nor is that behavior exalted in the film. Right? Mm-hmm. She's she's obviously a damaged person who uh, is an asshole, and right. so I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah in general movies depicting racists as assholes. But I do think that uh, I, I can understand anyone who's bothered by a film that just like, Hey, let's just sprinkle in some racism just for some mm-hmm. color, you know, like, eh, yeah, that'd add, be fun. Add a little racism. That'll make it a little more interesting. You I know? mean, like it's like, it's, it's there specifically to make her an asshole. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, but I, I guess I would say like, there's ways to make someone an asshole without the mm-hmm. racism. You know I what agree. I mean? I'm like, not going to disagree it, with that, but I, but you know, it, it, it functionally is there. Yeah. Specifically yeah. I, I agree. To there's, highlight there's nothing how, inherently wrong with it. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, if you had a problem with it, it's like, yeah. uh, I, I understand because it's like they, there's there's other ways they could have done it without using yeah. the hurtful words. And, uh, you know, I don't begrudge anyone who feels like they could have done it a different mm-hmm. way. It's it's way. just like in, in particular when the director's saying I didn't care about the racism, you know, or the <laughs> color issues because uh, Sunspot is such a cool character. And that could have been that could have been a really interesting role for somebody. Yeah. And instead, he's it's, just it's another just a bummer to rich, do the whitewashing. Yeah. And also one of the characters is very racist. You know, that's kind of a double yeah, win. Yeah. Don't, don't, so. And don't 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 just like dismiss like, oh, yeah, I was racist. No big deal basically or was like i was okay with the racism of not casting appropriately but anyway that's yeah. annoying to me yeah and and honestly the whole point of the new mutants in the comics was like how multicultural they were yes it was kind of like yeah. the yeah. point yeah so which which you know all the all the characters have different accents you know sure. in the movie and uh, uh you know one one person of color in, yeah like as a, as a lead yeah <laughs> so the, the movie is that kind of going for it mm-hmm. um it, the problem I, is, I, I, I appreciated. I, I appreciated how small the film was, right? Like sure. it tried to be really small. It, and I was like, "Oh, this is great! This is great!" A, a finally, a superhero film that doesn't end with Blue Beam in the Sky. It's great, <laughs> right? But then it succumbs to temptation, <laughs> the beams, and yeah. instead of Blue Beam in the Sky, there is Demon Bear in the Sky, <laughs> big, ba- right? big bear in room, <laughs> big bear in room, and it's like, oh wow! So we're gonna have like a heavy CGI mess at the end just like we do at every other superhero film that was kind of disappointing you know and also, i will say the demon bear not, looked pretty cool though it looks um, cool but it was an unsatisfying there's nothing satisfying about everybody teaming up to defeat the thing that your friend had created mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. like it's, it's right uh, beating the villains yeah it's like it's like suicide squad all over again you know like yeah. the, the only reason those suicide squad people had an enemy was because they formed the Suicide Squad, <laughs> right? Right. So, right. kind of, kind of the same thing. Kind yeah. of the same thing there. Yeah. I, I think what's most disappointing about this, by the way, is I don't know if you guys have watched the Runaways show on Hulu, mm. uh, but that is that's a show that's been around for several seasons now, and I genuinely like it. And Runaways was a book that was about a group of kids who discover that you know their parents actually are supervillains and some of them have powers and they they kind of go off on their own and try to like come figure out a way to combat it the show is a tv show it's low budget in a tv show way but they still manage to do like epic scenes and big powers and cool things and it is kind of shocking that yeah a 90 minute movie couldn't couldn't really touch what a hulu show is doing right now let me ask you guys this question. How much money do you think the X-Men film franchise has made worldwide to mm. date? God, I don't know. Give me, a give billion? Me a the whole franchise? 
So yeah, yeah the whole franchise, every every uh, thirteen movies. 13 13 movies. Movies. Wow, it's probably got to be more uh, excess of a billion then. Yeah, excess uh, uh, one and a half to two billion. One and a half to two. Devinder's guessing one and a half to two billion. Jeff, Any I'd guesses? probably be in that place as well. I mean, I, I yeah. I, yet again, you guys reveal why I always win the summer movie wager because, because you, you had the facts before ahead of time us. before we. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The answer is six point oh eight three billion dollars. Wow, yeah, so six right. billion. Yeah, sure. Massive, massive success story in terms but, of like, the think, think just. We've reviewed the last few X Men movies. Like, what what happened, guys? Like, well, between okay, hold Apocalypse, on, hold on. yeah, okay, Apocalypse was bad, and Dark Phoenix was let, let, not. I didn't great. even let me, let me, see Dark Phoenix. I didn't even yeah. see it. That's how did bad we that Dark Phoenix. I forget. No, um, we never we never did. I actually watched it recently, uh-huh. and uh, I, you know, it wasn't great. But, uh, but the I think the uh, critics like savaged this movie, and yeah, I felt yeah. like it wasn't it wasn't as like Dark Apocalypse Phoenix was, was not gar- as bad. Yeah, Apocalypse, Apocalypse was garbage, but I actually mm. thought Dark Phoenix like you know at least at least he had an idea there that he was trying sure, to sure, sure. you know a- anyway it was uh, more cohesive th- and competent by the way. But uh, I'm not gonna let you escape this because if you go back and listen to uh, our review of X Men Apocalypse, uh, I believe it was both of you guys giving that movie a pass. So. <laughs> Did I give it a pass? Never gonna I, don't it down. Remember. I don't know. But but okay, yeah, Devendra. Yeah. But Devendra, yes. we've also gotten in the last four years uh Deadpool one and two, which I think were pleasant diversions, mm-hmm. as well as Logan, which I think is a genuinely sure. good film. I, I know Jeff wasn't a huge fan of it, but Logan. Logan incredible film. film. I love Logan. Like Wolverine is the character I love the most from you know from the core X-Men. So that movie is the ultimate fruition of everything I wanted from this franchise, but it's a side story. Right, it's not connected directly right. to any of the the mythology or the timelines happening right now. And uh, listen, like I I probably don't want to see anything else from Brian Singer anymore, given all of his bullshit. Uh, but I genuinely love X one and X two, X three, take it or leave it. But those two films, uh, you know, uh, Days of Future Past, First Class, like I that like is Days a of solid Past. Run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is like it's kind of a bummer that this is the way the franchise is going out. Like yeah, we're not going to yeah. see X-Men in movies again, probably for at least several years. Well, and it may be, it may end up being part of the new. Yeah. Like, I was going to say that. Yeah. It, yeah. Might, it might be part we, of the MCU, but Kevin Feige has said like, it's not going to be for a while. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And so it's going to be, a, it's going to be a while. And it's just kind of a bummer that this kind of iteration of the X-Men uh, ended with this movie. It breaks my heart. Yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, all all that, uh, you know, six billion dollars and some really genuinely great stories and memorable mm-hmm. characters and great casting, and this is how it ends. You know, yeah. Uh, so kind of kind of a bummer, but also partially not necessarily the filmmaker's fault. Like this movie was supposed to come out before Deadpool two and Dark Phoenix. Nah, I right? mean, it still would have been a bad movie. So I don't. <laughs> I don't think that affects anything other than the amount yeah. of money it would have made. But when the, I've heard multiple stories from people, by the way, just about how Fox has been kind of shitty to a lot of the filmmakers who who have helmed the series, especially like the guy who did um, was it Gavin Hood who did X Men Origins Wolverine, mm. which horrendous film, one of the worst films you can ever see. But I've heard stories from people who did set visits where who were like, "Yeah, Gavin set up you know certain scenes this way." And he gets there the next day and the studio just redid the set, you know, or changed things around and he had no power over it. So I don't know if Fox has necessarily been good stewards of this mm. franchise too, you know, just as a studio. So I hope maybe now 
under new creative leadership, maybe it could be rejuvenated a little. Yeah. Really, I had some ups and downs, this whole thing. Sure. This whole sure. We'll always have together. Logan. We'll always have our R-rated Logan. Yeah. Uh, let me let me ask you, as we, as we reflect on the X-Men franchise, like any high points or low points? I would say mm-hmm. X2, definitely a high point. Yeah. X2, uh, X2, a film I saw in college, actually, with our, with our colleague, Angie Han. Um, I distinctly remember just getting hyped up for that movie. That trailer was fantastic. Um, it had the trailer had like uh, what was it? Uh, music from the planets. It 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 was just it such had one a of the well most effective thing. opening action sequences. Yes, that still holds up to this day. So that Nightcrawler sequence. Nightcrawler. Yeah, yeah. yeah in the White great, House. Great yeah. sequence. Um, uh, you, you already talked about Logan. I I, I like the R rated X Men movies, like Deadpool. I just it's just like oh, here's what we can do with this universe. Because by the time Deadpool came out in 2016, we'd seen so many superhero films that were all sure, like sure. felt fairly formulaic. And here is a movie that had virtually no plot and survived basically just off of style and personality. And because and, it was uh, so unlike everything else we were seeing right now. Yeah, at so that I, point, I appreciated right? that. I love yeah. Logan, as you mentioned. Um, Did, and Deadpool I, I, seems a bit of a stretch to include as an X-Men film. But, it is. I mean, technically it is, but I he goes still feel to like... The, he goes to the mansion. Yeah, I know. He, he gets X-Men. I know. <laughs> I know. And I really liked X-Men Days of Future Past. I know like, that, that's mixed, Days of but, Future Past. but I like the fact that they unified both casts. Yep. Like, that's such a... Yep. But it's such an ambitious thing to do. You have like one cast that's young that you introduced in first class. You have a cast that's old that's been doing this since 2000. And you're going to put them both in one movie and have a plot that makes sense. Like, I just thought that mm-hmm. that was so creative how they executed that. Uh, so we, we were talking about time travel movies. And I feel like that is one that truly holds up. I still remember a review of that, too. That was a ton of fun. Um, first class, too, by the way. Matthew Vaughn getting into the action movie game, right? And just the cast, the cast of first class, that new batch of X-Men coming yeah. in. Introducing phenomenal. like Michael Fassbender and, and um, what's his name? Yeah. James McAvoy. McAvoy. The, only thing, the only thing that was a bummer about first class to me, other than the fact that like obvi- obviously like the first class people didn't really, mm-hmm. they didn't have a great run. They didn't have a great run. They you did know? not. Like, uh, but yeah. they Jennifer went to, Lawrence went to get the hell out of there. By the time they got to yeah. <laughs> Dark Phoenix, she just she wanted her. to hit eject on that franchise. Yeah, yeah. yeah that they, that makeup effect probably was annoying. But the the thing about First Class is like you hear about this whole like oh wow Charles and and Magneto like Xavier and Magneto were like best friends and this right. whole mythological thing, and in First Class like that friendship lasts like about like nine days <laughs> and it's like in your mind you're like oh these guys were friends for like years maybe decades and then you find out in first class nope they knew each other for like like a couple weeks like you a know. fortnight the bros for life bros for life you sound like somebody that's never been to camp yeah, yeah. it's true you know, friendships it's can true. be built very fast any closing thoughts on the new mutants uh it's a sad ending for me yeah the thing for me uh, even when we were talking about doing this as a as an after dark and then i watched the movie i was like i actually don't really have that much to say about this movie it's just not it's not it's sort of nothing it's not enough to even get riled about you know it's not you're not you're not not even angry about it or anything exactly it's disappointed you're not as riled up as you were during our run review no i think i don't think it's as bad a movie as run i just think it's a more boring movie run i think is a bad insulting movie and i think Mm. uh new mutants is just as davindra said it's just bland and boring Mm -hmm. all right well 
I think well, we're while, we're, while we're at it, by the way, I, I do want to say to everybody out there, if you want to revisit some X-Men stuff and you have not seen The Wolverine recently, I think that movie really holds up. I think that movie is a ton of fun. Um, you know, there, there's some stuff, especially the, the third act doesn't quite work. But if you can get your hands on The Wolverine director's, director's cut, cut, like the cut. uncut version, madness, complete, complete, absolute madness. Uh, I love it so much. That bullet train fight still looks fantastic. And uh there's there's a point at the end of that movie of that director's cut where uh, I believe um, his uh, Wolverine's like buddy character just like mows down ninjas with like a giant snow grinder snowplow and just paints a whole town red. It's so much fun. You should watch it. Interesting, interesting. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't be the one I would suggest people watch. Uh, I, I I'm a huge fan. I, of I Logan. think that is the one that that has been l- like less beloved than it should be. Basically, well, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. All right. Well, I think that's all we'll wrap it up. Um, thanks for listening to the Slash Filmcast After Dark. Thanks to all of our patrons at patreon.com slash filmpodcast for making this episode possible starting in 2021. That's the only way you'll be able to get access to episodes of the Slash Filmcast After Dark. Um, so be sure to back us there again at patreon.com slash filmpodcast. We'll see you next week.